1: Good morning, everyone. It's Friday, April 28th. I'm Mark Dent, and I'm here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're gonna talk about an admittedly odd subject. It's a type of AI far different from chat GPT, which is sperm injecting robots. But first, let's talk about everything else that's happening in the world of business and tech. Starting with the bad stuff, the U.S. economy grew 1.1% in the first quarter, which is down from 2.6% in the quarter before that. Plus, we still have inflation. The slower growth rate has analysts forecasting a word that we really don't like to say around here, but we're going to have to, recession. And if you've been following our podcast or, you know, opened up any website or just like left maybe your house in the last year, you know that a forecast of a recession is nothing new. However, economists told the Washington Post that we're getting closer than ever to finding out the result of this slowdown that we're starting to have and the result of the Fed's various attempts to stem inflation. So in other words, all of this forecasting could be over soon. One way or another. Okay, a little bit more bad stuff. Dropbox announced it will lay off 500 people or 16% of its workforce. According to its CEO, that's largely because of the economy as well as AI. So watch out. Lyft also announced layoffs. The ride sharing giant is going to lay off 1,000 employees, which is 26% of its corporate workforce. And it comes after Lyft laid off 13% of its workforce last year. A few months ago, Southwest had a disastrous holiday season. The airline had delay after delay, cancellation after cancellation, and uh, the chickens, I guess, are kind of coming home to roost. A Hub analysis of 11 U.S. airlines found that Southwest ranked last, with Delta coming in first for the second year in a row. As a surprise, the budget airline spirit, which was kind of everyone's favorite punching bag, at least until Southwest forgot how to fly. Well, Spirit came in second place. For the last several years, Elon Musk has been crusading against AI. He once called it humanity's biggest existential threat. Lately, he's continued that crusade, except when his companies are using AI. But anyway, Musk met with Senator Charles Schumer yesterday to discuss federal AI regulations. What exactly does that mean? Well, neither of them gave any specifics to reporters, so hopefully we'll find out later. Finally, the NFL draft started last night and actually in my hometown of Kansas City, which is pretty cool. But we've also got a cool business angle about the draft for you. So by the end of the weekend, the NFL draft will usher 259 football players into the league. And it's likely that almost all of those players are going to become millionaires. According to Spotrac, which is a website that tracks contracts and things like that through various professional sports leagues this year's final pick is projected to receive an $85,000 bonus and sign a contract that should be worth around $4 million. Okay, on to our big story. We're going to talk about advancements in IVF. Some 500,000 babies are born worldwide each year through IVF, which is a fertilization process that takes place in a lab. But it's a fairly laborious process. One fertility doctor described IVF Labs to MIT Technology Review as bespoke artisanal kitchens. So some startups are starting to get involved. And what they want to do is automate the IVF process. And there's actually one of these startups that just announced two babies have been born as the result of, wait for it, a sperm-injecting robot. So this is very interesting and very complex and a little bit different than what we usually talk about on here. But nevertheless, there's a lot here with tech and business and really a startup angle. And Juliet, I guess let me ask this here to you first. What is the problem that these startups are trying to solve? I guess the issues that there are with IVF.
2: Well, as many aspiring parents probably know, IVF can be very expensive, yeah. prohibitively expensive for some. A single cycle can cost fifteen to $30,000. Insurance coverage wow. varies often depending on where you work, where you live. And it's never a guarantee. You don't just do it once and a baby happens. Many patients have to do multiple cycles before a child is conceived and, and some never have success through IVF. So you're basically pouring a lot of money into this hope, which is probably like... The thing you want most in life is to be a parent and you don't even have a guarantee. So a lot of these companies are trying to step in and make it easier, faster, cheaper, more reliable for these parents.
1: Yeah, I think I saw one person who's involved with some of these startups say that it can be, you know, you mentioned 15 to 30,000, it can be upwards of 80,000 easily, just like you Mm -hmm. said, because of so many different cycles and then no guarantee of success. Right. Okay, but the news here is Mm -hmm. that there was one company that just announced that two baby girls were born from an automated IVF process. What company is this and how does this automated process work?
2: So this is a Spanish company called Overture Life. And I think the thing that people are really latching onto is that they used a PlayStation 5 controller to make this Okay, hang
1: on. (laughs) A PlayStation 5 controller.
2: Yep, Um, which is also hard to get a PS5. So, you know, (laughs) we've got a lot of delicate things in the balance here. So obviously we all know how babies are made, I'm pretty sure, but you got to get one sperm and one egg cell to connect. You got to get the sperm to fertilize the egg. Now, typically you would have a highly trained Person do this under a microscope using a very thin, hollow needle. They make a lot of money because it's hard to do. It's very delicate. Overture recently implanted the sperm cell into the egg using a robotic needle, which still required a human to pilot it with a Sony PlayStation 5 controller. Mm -hmm. It was kind of hooked up to a microscope. The microscope had a camera. If you go to the MIT Technology Review, there's actually a video of how this works. So, to say that it's fully automated would not be accurate. They just kind of automated this one needle thing, the fertilization here. They did this over a dozen times. And since then, two baby girls have been born as a result.
1: Yeah. And like you said, it was one part of it. And a lot of these companies are working on, you know, different aspects of the IVF Mm -hmm. process. So, even if it's not the full thing automated, there are components of it that can be automated. And before I move on to the next question, I want to add one more thing to, I think, give an extra perspective about just kind of how wild this whole story is. The person who used that PlayStation 5 controller was a student mechanical engineer who has no real experience in fertility medicine. Yes, So there were just so many different parts of this that are just like mind boggling. All right. So we have this Spanish company, Overture Life, Are there any others? Is this like a pretty hot field right now?
2: Yeah. So I was reading about a lot of different companies and it's fascinating what some people are doing. There is a company called Fertility. They have this AI powered tool they call CHLOE, which stands for Cultivating Human Life Through Optimal Embryos. And basically, it just helps clinicians select healthy embryos. There's another company called IVF 2.0. They kind of do the same thing, but with selecting healthy sperm, they look at how they're swimming and their size to try to choose the best one. The one that I thought was the most interesting was called Fertilis. Okay. Fertilis is making 3D printed cradles wow. to hold the eggs in the embryos, reducing the amount of human handling that needs to be done.
1: Yes. And all of this could help the process just be more efficient and more successful, I assume. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how realistic is it that we will see a future of automated IVF? Is this going to come to fruition anytime soon?
2: Based on the interviews that MIT did with several doctors and also some of the other stuff that I read, I would say we're probably not in this uh, super sci fi futuristic scenario yet. We're kind of just trying to get all of these parts to align. A lot of people pointed out, you know. There are these headlines saying these babies were born by robots, but really it was just one one very small part. But it is kind of exciting to look at the potential that is here, especially when you have so many parents that are struggling to conceive and are facing these barriers. And one of the most interesting things in that article, it was talking about how if, and this is such a long way off, mm-hmm. if humanity is ever going to populate other planets, it takes a very long time to get there, given the current space technology that we have. Yes. And so you might want to have these embryos essentially frozen on a ship so that when you get there, you can start making life versus having people spend maybe decades on a spacecraft getting to this other planet, which uh, is actually the plot of Raised by Wolves, <laughs> uh, if you've seen that show. They send these embryos to this other planet after uh, humans destroy it in a civil war versus these two ideologies. And the resulting children are raised by hyper-intelligent androids. So that's the future that we are looking at, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, last week, I I think, Juliet, you and I talked about the real-life version of the holiday with people just kind of switching Mm -hmm. homes. And now we're talking about sci-fi, Raised with Wolves, and frozen embryos and an automated fertilization process, potentially on a different planet.
2: Yes. So this is
1: really <laughs> the future.
2: Yeah, we're getting pretty far ahead of ourselves today.
1: And it seems like there might be one other implication if this automated IVF process really does take off. And I think this one is probably more realistic than moving to another planet, which you know, hey, who knows, could happen. I'm not going to have the hot take saying it won't, um, <laughs> but you know, in in that MIT article, they pointed out that in Denmark, about 10% of babies are born through IVF. In the U.S., it's only two percent. So it seems maybe there's a world where. Maybe people have more children if there's automated Mm -hmm. IVF. Is that right?
2: I don't think we have to speculate too hard to uh, figure out the difference between any of the Scandinavian nations and their healthcare systems (laughs) and what we've got going on in the United States and why that might be. But yeah, it's just people are more incentivized to do it there and they, they have fewer barriers. And so they, of course, do.
1: Yeah. Okay. So could be more children on the way if the automation of IVF works out but that's going to do it for us today. Juliet, thank you. And thank you all for joining us and tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We have a lot more tech and business coverage for you in our newsletter. So if you're not signed up, please go to the hustle.co slash email, and we will catch you next week.